You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. Uh, Bonus episode. Bonus episode. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, hot topic. That's, I guess, been really hot for two or three years. Real, real hot and lifting for maybe a year. But we covered together um, with the one and only Janae Kroc. Yes. Transformers is the movie. Yep. I don't think I got credit. Uh, you know, you're credited. Oh, am I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, po- podcast host is, I think, how you're When do credited. I get, uh, like, a SAG award or something? I don't think you're getting one. I don't think I'm getting one either. They made it in Canada, too. So, uh, though, you know, our part was here. I was on freaking Netflix, guys. I'm famous. I think it's still on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't... I think you told me we were in it or something, but I just assumed they panned past my face, but they used my voice. They... Yeah, I gave them the that. footage. That's... Yeah, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean... That's beautiful. I, I I'm gave... on Netflix, kids. There you go. Yeah, yeah. so am I. It's amazing. Uh, and a, a couple times. Yeah. I guess when we covered it with Janae, it was more just the, the shock factor of a bodybuilder strongman dad... Uh, being outed by the internet mm-hmm. um, for being transgender, uh, but now, which isn't, neither one holds more weight in a conversation. That's just a more personal story, mm-hmm. and now we're going to a broader story mm-hmm. or a broader topic um, of competition, which uh-huh. we kind of covered, and I think we've talked about in other podcasts. Yeah. Uh, many people have talked about it. I know Rogan talks about it all the time. All these people are talking about it, what's fair, what's not fair, um, which we're going to have to break up in this conversation because I think. There's really two conversations to be had, or at least two subjects that we need to attack. Um, the physiological competitive aspect. Right. And then the social aspect. And I have some thoughts in my head of, I covered it on a YouTube video as well. Um, and I am pretty neutral on the topic because I'm, I'm, I'm one way when we talk about physiological and the competition th- things. And then I'm another way when I'm talking about the social aspect uh, and, and, and being inclusive. So um, USAPL. The yeah. biggest out, the biggest outspoken one. Um, yeah, that's all I got from. Yeah, and from from what I can see, just I mean, it's if you Google uh, USAPL trans lifters, you get a lot of news coverage over the course of of 2019. I've not been really down in the details of it at all. Um, one thing I will say about our conversation with um, Janae Croc was, uh, she said, "I will not compete." And there's more aspects. As a woman. <clears throat> there's more aspects there because I think he's, uh, she is open when Matt was competing about being uh, on, on gear. Yep. And if not, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, right. So that's a whole nother aspect um, that uh, was born male and then exogenous hormones. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother wrinkle in the, in the time. Right. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And I th- my understanding now is like maybe working on a pro card uh competing though uh Janae. Yeah, oh. but as a but uh as a man. Uh for bodybuilding. Yes. Interesting. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. In the competing in the men's division, but I don't know how 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, pre-surgery, post-surgery. There's a bunch of topics. Um, we're having Marie on here, and we're going to have her. Uh, Maria Rodriguez of Fear Her Fight uh, is one of her companies. And so, a uh, busy lady, um, but she'll, she'll maybe dive into where she comes into the, the, the big picture story, her opinions um, as being kind of an ally in this thing, and uh, get her thoughts on it. And then, uh, if the response is good on Twitter, Instagram, Silent Mike 2 ks DJ McD, uh, we might do a couple parts to this from a couple different perspectives. Different because we know a couple people on on all sides, so uh, it shall be interesting. Yeah, we're just dipping our toe into this into this subject. This is going to be, you know, purely information, opinion slash um, uh, show, as opposed to our normal. Yeah, yeah, a uh, little different. Fifty percent facts format because um, we don't think there are answers. Yeah, <laughs> I I sure as hell don't have any. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I got more questions than answers, and it's something that. Um, I think it's it's divisive because because uh, people don't know what to do, and it's and it's weirdly divisive too because so many people greeted Janae with open arms. Yeah, generally, yeah, generally. I mean, yeah. there were there yeah, were some course. people, but you know, it's hard to say too because like who's vocal on the internet, who's vocal in real life? Because I'm sure there's some people that are out there that are extremely bigoted that we don't hear from. Yeah, and. <laughs> Or don't notice, or you know, it's it's just so hard to tell. The same thing, like everyone's about politics uh, on Trump, and everyone's like, "Who the hell voted him?" We're like, "Well, he won the vote." Like, there's more of you that voted for him than not. So, yeah, you just maybe don't hear them because you're in your circle, or we're in California, or whatever. But that happened, you know. It's it's hard to say because people are doing it, and some people just aren't vocal about it. Yeah, some people could be very strong, strongly opinionated uh, one way or the other, and aren't vocal about it. All right, well, we're going to take a little break right now for a commercial message, and we'll come back uh, unbroken with the rest of our conversation. So, luggage. Uh, I uh, love my Away bag that I got a while back. Um, Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. They started with a perfect suitcase crafted with features that make travel more seamless, and now they offer a range of essentials that off- that solve real travel problems so all you have to think about is where you're headed next because getting away means getting more out of every trip to come away knows that everyone has a different travel style i have more than one different travel style i don't know about you but yeah, it depends, depends on, on the, the time and the distance really yeah exactly whether you're gonna go on a plane if you're driving or the weather weather cold weather you need more more shit yes you got more jackets take up more space yep. i probably need different shoes a lifting trip a vacation trip Right. Uh, a long trip, a short trip. Uh, sometimes it's very valuable to have a, a bag you can just carry on and have to worry about checking. Other times you want to check because uh, cabins are tight and there's not a whole room for carry on. Uh, anyway, uh, that's that's why Away makes their carry on in an array of colors, two sizes, two materials, a strong yet flexible polycarbonate and anodized aluminum. My uh, wife recently went on a trip with her mom and she took the away bag that we have and her mom bought one because she loved it so much. Uh, There's a carry-on and a bigger carry-on. They both have a lightweight, durable shell that's made to last for the lifetime of, (laughs) made to last for a lifetime of trouble. 100-day trial lets you try any Away product on the road. A limited lifetime warranty means they'll fix or replace your bag if it ever gets damaged. 
built-in compression pad, which is actually really awesome. That works just great in, in my experience so far. A range of unique personalization offerings, including hand painting, because you want to be able to recognize your bag on the, uh, the baggage carousel. Four 360 spinner wheels guarantee a smooth ride. TSA-approved combination locks keep your belongings safe. An optional ejectable battery that I just take out and use all the time. Like, if I had to just use it when I was using the, the, um, the suitcase, I would be bummed. But it's an awesome battery. I use it all the time. A uh, removable laundry bag to separate dirty clothes from your clean clothes. I think you already hit all that. I think Probably I just special offer. I can do that if you want. Because you did personal experience. I, I did. And the top key features you threw in with the bags. Yep. Okay. So uh, there is free shipping on any away order uh, within the United States, Europe, and Australia. And then if you guys are in a major city, they have some stores in person to New York, Austin, LA, San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, and London if you want to check it out in person. But right now, we teamed up, got you guys a special offer. We got $20 off a suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com slash fax. F-A-C-T-S, and use code pro, promo code FACTS, F-A-C-T-S, during your checkout for $20 off. That's away, A-W-A-Y, travel.com slash FACTS. Check it out right now. Get yourself a lifelong bag. Use that promo code FACTS so people know that you heard about it from us. Hello? Hi. Hi. Maria. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, friend? Hey, yeah, we how can... are you? Wonderful. Oh, this is Jim Good. McBee and me. Hi, Jim. Hi, nice to meet you. Good to meet you. You ready to jump into this thing? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, how did we get here? That's a good, <laughs> that's a good question. With with the uh the whole uh transgender competition policy with USAPL? Yeah, Maria, we're informed. <laughs> Whoa, look, look, okay. look. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, we're in this. Are we recording? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all recorded. We can edit, we can throw it out. Look, so me and Jim um, uh, don't know deep, deep details on the USAPL drama. We, mm. we were just speaking quickly on how we did uh, a podcast with Janae Kroc. Uh, mm-hmm. five years ago, F- four, four years maybe ago, a, a number of years ago. And that was like a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it turned into a big thing and turned into a, a movie on Netflix. And it was kind of a personal mm-hmm. story of a mm-hmm. jacked fitness person, um, mm-hmm. being outed online, unfortunately, but, um, you know, coming to, uh, to, to public with, with, with her story. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we wanted to break that, but of recent, I guess the last year or two, um, in the public eye, there's been a mm-hmm. battle going on with USAPL, which is arguably the biggest or most um, popular powerlifting federation. <sighs> but this conversation has been going on a lot of places. You know, Joe Rogan's mm-hmm. been talking about it with MMA. I think uh, Jim and I spoke about it with MMA. Um, I think even the Olympic Association, there's a lot of conversations mm-hmm. going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe, I might be wrong, but there was a weightlifter from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Correct. See, I knew you were the perfect guest. You knew all these things, and I only half, <laughs> I only half know these things. Um, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. Oh my gosh, I know her name. Uh, maybe I'm not the perfect person. It's all right. It's yes, all right. I know who you're talking about. But they're yeah. right. I, I believe competed in the Olympics, uh, or at yeah. least was in the trials. Um, and I don't think anyone made it to the UFC, but they competed professionally in MMA. 
And so this story is around, but in the USAPL. Oh, really... I'm certain there are like tons of people yeah, yeah, in yeah. every single sport that are like that are transgender absolutely yeah it's just i guess uh the ones that make the bigger news stories right I, yeah I, for some reason I, you know i guess referencing joe rogan again people will talk um because of the physical nature of mma it, 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 the conversation is maybe a little bit more popular oh here we go laurel hubbard that sounds familiar laurel hubbard is that right laurel Mm -hmm. um but the usapl really hit a hit a nose uh i guess this last early 2019 or so so maybe first let us know who you are you wear you wear many (laughs) you wear many hats yeah and then let us know maybe where you fit into this conversation and how you're going to inform jim and i and then we'll dig into you yeah of course so um my name is maria I live in Tacoma, Washington, and I've been in the fitness world uh, for like four years now. I found powerlifting through starting strength, but even before that, I found CrossFit. Even before that, I found yoga. Um, And so uh, in Tacoma, I started powerlifting, and then I went to USAPL Nationals, not uh, so about three years ago, I went to nationals two times to compete uh, as a 57. And then through that, I've been coaching um, and, you know, teaching a ton of strength and conditioning classes. So that's been my full-time job uh, until this year. This year, um, I got into social work. And so I'm a case manager for homeless adults um, who face, like, really high barrier um, situations. So, you know, addictions and, you know, I, my clients are sex offenders and, you know, people with, like, felonies and evictions and all of the above. So um, I, that's, that's my full-time job. And then on the side, I also have a small business, Fear Her Fight Athletics. And in our mission, we try and center... Uh, intersectional feminism to represent all people and specific to women um, and making sure that people of color are represented in the strength space. And so, yes, a ton of politics do does go into our work. Um, so that's been really fun. Um, and then where I fit into this conversation, um, I I'm pretty good friends with JC Cooper and um, I first heard about her because she was someone in Minnesota who was, um, you know, obviously fighting for her spot on the platform, the USAPL. And as we all know, she got denied, um, you know, after her TUI um, application for USAPL, there was a lot of questions, tons of ambiguity tons of transphobia and then an uproar arise. And so, um, you know, that happened at the beginning of the year. And so 10, 11 months later, we have passed nationals and, um, the, I don't want to speak for her, right? Like, um, but the update is that there will be, um, you know, mediation, and then there will be further steps in the court of law. So she has tons of support. She has our support. She has my support um, because, uh, because. So <laughs> trans trans rights are human rights, and this isn't this isn't negotiable, and this isn't even like an opinion. This is just the way the policy in our world and my constitution and other people's 
uh, constitution operate. And it's really unfortunate that people still 2019 cannot see how much hate is filling their policy. And there's so much fear filling this policy in USAPL. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I was having a uh, chat with our dear friend, Leanna Carr, about the same topic. And... Mm-hmm. Um, we were just throwing around what we uh, thought socially and what we thought physiologically because they both do play a part in this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And then we were talking about what the USAPL is doing. And I wasn't aware until recent or until that conversation that their rules on um, competitive uh, trans competing in the in the, in the powerlifting uh, USAPL is more strict than what the Olympics uh, or the IOC <laughs> said. Is that correct? Right. Right. So strict is, uh, I feel like, wow. I haven't read the rule book. For... Like I said, I'm, I don't know if you okay. know the name of the, the podcast is 50% facts. <laughs> so everything yes. I, we, 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 look, I'm really, I'm really dumb in a lot of categories. <laughs> uh, me too. I'm sure. Uh, but I'm willing to learn. Uh, so that I probably, I completely disagree with. I just think it's a mask for, again, this, fear of learning right in order to learn we have to unlearn and i think that people that are controlling the policy and that are making these policies and rules are in the realm of ignorance and they aren't talking and being educated by other resources that could influence these policies to include everyone because in their policy it says that you know usapl uh, is an inclusive, you know, uh, federation, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the end, it's like, but not all athletes could compete. And so there's just a lot of power in language. And I really wish that they could um, sort of revise everything after speaking with educators that are very, uh, you know, qualified in sex and gender and identities. Because if we just did that, there would be no drama. So I think it all comes down to who is creating these policies and do we trust them? And does every athlete, you know, feel safe around that? Because if we have people in positions of power that have homophobia, that are already sexist, that do not believe in equal rights, how the fuck are we supposed to move forward in sports? Yeah, I I, I do think, uh, and I haven't read the policies by the uh, USAPL. Actually, I might have when it dropped last um, winter and all this started. Uh, I can't Mm -hmm. recall them, and I definitely have not read the policies of the Olympics, so I can't (laughs) say. But it does uh, baffle me, and I'm not associated with any powerlifting federation because I think they all suck, uh, (laughs) that, um, that the USAPL is known for, like, trying to get into the olympics they're known for saying like oh well we drug test just as good as the olympics and we no. do we do this you know what i mean though is they always yeah. compare yeah, themselves yeah. on that level um I but know. when it comes to something of this topic um then it seems like they they're just... not drug testing at the same level as the olympics yeah yeah i know but they say they follow water rules uh yeah. but so yeah. does crossfit and, and we're all aware of, of who who are who may not slip by these rules or yeah. take advantage yep. of them. but but at least they, they say these things they say we test this similar to this mm. et cetera, et cetera. um yet it sounds like when it comes to this topic um mm. that they just went on their own and wrote their own policy okay well let me let me think of try to try to look at, at the disconnect here. So I think that my under, my understanding with the Olympic policy is that it's two years on hormones for the transition. Uh, 
Yeah, and I don't know. I don't want to misspeak because I don't know anything. Does that mean um, that means post post surgery then hormones, or does surgery not matter? I don't know. if Surgery matters. I don't know either. Question. I know. No, I I would I would say that it, Jim. I think you're right. It's two years uh, post uh, transition, whether that means surgery or not. Okay. okay, and so would would, and I know I, I one one thing uh, I do know is that most of the any studies that have been done or anything that's been talked about is always hormone based, right. which which is like one factor of a trillion um, that makes a human. When we're talking purely competitive advantage, yeah. And so, basically, what the USAPL is doing is that they're disallowing the hormone part, and so that's what's that's where the the ban comes in um it seems also as though maybe i mean i know the the usapl women voted to uphold this ban they didn't what did they do they took a a, a vote for every member so every priscilla lady ribbick priscilla ribbick which is the wife of larry the president sent out an email to all the cis women that compete and asked if we would be intimidated or care if a trans woman competed. Mm -hmm. But she framed it in the sense as, again, a problem is that we're using words from like the fucking fifties and saying, you know, a man, I, you know, dressing up as a woman or, you know, that's like, that type of bullshit is just like, no, trans women are women, period. And she doesn't get to dictate, like, who decides to, like, who, right? And it's just, like, already then people who don't know are like, oh, yeah, these words are, like, this makes sense. Like, I I don't know. And, yeah, it sucks that this was, like, via email only sent to the women. Yeah, so it um, felt a little unofficial and worded, maybe biased. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. But that's basically what was done, just the email thrown out. To every person who registered as a as a female, yeah, and USAPL. how much sexism is involved in that, right? Because then a she's ton. like, "Oh, this man is like coming into our platform. Like, would you allow that?" Okay. I feel like I'm an investigator now. Me and Jim, before we hopped on with you, we said like we might make this a multiple part uh, <laughs> series. And now I'm getting a little fired up. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna start yeah, to investigate. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah, I'm putting on my Sherlock Holmes hat. Uh, <laughs> what was I gonna say? So. It, it, to a certain so extent, so, I, I okay. kind of to on. a certain extent, I kind of get it, but I think mm-hmm. that there's a um, uh, there's an issue they with men who have taken testosterone who can maybe pass a test now uh, competing in the USAPL that's supposed to be drug tested, so they're not going to pop for it. Yeah, and I think that rule is like yeah, five years, no, but there's no way to prove that, no. And, uh, do you think hair follicle? They're not going to spend the money on that, but hypothetically, no, they're not going to yeah, spend the money. But on hypothetically, that. maybe. Um, hypothetically, maybe, but I don't know. But I don't, and I don't necessarily think that that's the case. But I, th- I think that it's studies seem to be showing that there's like a permanent change that happens. Yeah. If you've been on I, I've on testosterone once. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that's already not a level playing field for the men competing in. Uh, USAPL. Um, I don't know if they they have a therapeutic except, exception for men. Yes. Oh, TRT. I don't know. All of that is so hairy. 
Yeah, like and, so- and it's, <laughs> there's just no consistency across yeah, federations. There's not That's a big part of it. Yeah, there's not, and and I think the UFC allows t- uh, TRT, but that just means you show your prescription, like your t- like your T levels throughout a day or up and down, left and right. Right. I could I could go. 24 hours and like on a water fast and then my teas are going to bottom out mm. and it's going to look like I'm you know and then I'm going to get this large prescription and then I'm going to take as much as I want from either the black market or not that hormone <laughs> thing so that's my pushback I already warned Maria I'm going to push at her my, <laughs> my pushback is one the hormone is just one tiny factor to me what I wish and this would solve mm. my uh, if I if I take all um, what I think is morally okay hypothetically let's say I can rip my morals out my head rip mm-hmm. um, um, inclusiveness out of my head and I'm looking purely factual competitive advantage disadvantage just sport if I'm looking at this as like uh, you know just sport through the lens of USA uh, <laughs> PL like policy uh, just through Mike's 50% eyes because well because in the policy of USA PL and nowhere in the policy does it actually describe sex okay so, that's interesting so gender Yes. Right. Yeah. So is that is that the question that you're about to ask? No. What I was going to dig into is purely. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Um, purely black and white. Is there a physical advantage pre, post hormone therapy or not um, to any any uh, sex? Yeah. Any any born physiological. Especially now when we have. I mean, it didn't used to be that that we would expect that a woman could squat. 500 pounds raw and it happens to start having these conversations jim is because the expectation of women right already these gender roles yeah this is why this has been quote unquote dramatic is because in powerlifting we're talking about huge brutal like brute strength right so squat benching and deadlifting like nowhere else this is like a competitive sport this isn't this is the most like un like unfit (laughs) sport and so already we have (laughs) have these social constructs that okay yeah fuck yeah every man should be able to powerlift every man should be able to blah, blah, right so already these roles these like literal historic like fucking archaic bullshit like like expectations on people so already like you were saying right like nowhere did we ever think a woman so already that's a sensitive that's a sensitive quote unquote like topic it and is so, it is but it is somewhat physiologically backed and historically backed yeah, and so when that happens, though, how many people are like, oh, she's on fucking steroids, right? So yeah, already yeah. back then, it has been rooted in our, like, our fucking war on trying to have people take us seriously. And it's just like, so it's like one thing on top of another, especially for women. So I think this is why, like, what if this was a, what if this was a trans man? Like, would the story that's a really good question I don't have an answer for. That's the one I've been kind of thinking about all day is if you put the, the shoe on the other foot. If... Because you want to say, yeah, it would definitely matter. You, uh, well, I mean, it, uh, it, it's like, you know, sauce for the goose, sauce for the gander. It, it, if, if it matters to one sex, it should matter to both or it should matter to nobody. I, I, I think that like part of it is that may. I don't know how many women are actually concerned that they're going to be uh, beaten by a trans woman lifting. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that. That I. I can't imagine that's a thing. So, is it people being worried for them, like on their behalf, without their, or is it entirely driven by that sense of otherness 
that nobody knows how to deal with or not everybody knows how to deal with. I, mm-hmm. I, it, it just, that, I'm trying uh, to think about the dimensions of it. We're digging into Mike's. Uh, I've read like three books in my entire life. And one of them, <laughs> is it a new world? Uh, uh, man, I don't think it's that. So this is, so I like. Uh, Do you know I where like I'm going? Where Jim is going. No. Oh, though. damn well, it. I, 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 <laughs> I was I like, like Brian likes where I'm going. She's like, I like where Jim is going. <laughs> well, I do because I feel like Jim, like, I really want you to get it, right? Like, I really want everyone to get it, especially men right now. And it has a lot to do with our preconceived, like, boxes of what should be. And I think what you're trying to look for is transphobia. So, and then when we say, oh, I'm not, like, scared. Yeah, people are. Because it takes a ton of work to unlearn what it actually means. If a trans woman says she's a woman, that's period. Like, we're not, like, that is, we're not, who are we to say, okay, well, show me the, show me the receipts, let it, da, da, da. No, like, at this point in our world right now, we have to move forward together. And in these conversations, Jim, like, I honestly think that if we were to, think of it as like, let's say like soccer or something like I hate to say it, but like, let's say like a little bit more delicate, right? We're talking about powerlifting. And so it is like at the top of the pyramid of like strength. So already there's so many, like there's so many adjustments that women have to maneuver around to have people realize that, no, I'm not on testosterone. I'm just fucking strong. And a lot of men don't believe that. So this is why it's like 20 times harder for JC to move forward in this case. She she shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. She shouldn't be putting her neck on the line for for her to compete. For what in power in USAPL, where does it show that any trans lifters, especially women, have even competed? Like what right? Like that would be different if like we had Yes, some data. I guess a flood. Yeah, if we had a flood of women that were trans winning, yeah. right? Like it's just literally a, a dismissal of a huge population that's marginalized, unfortunately. And yeah, it's 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 a it's a big conversation. And where it has to do is we have to educate ourselves way more on realizing how our trans our like literally rooted transphobia in our world is impacting sports yeah i do agree and i understand what you're saying is uh, you know the the phrases hits like a girl or the phrases like that's pretty strong throws for like a girl, a girl or yeah, yeah yeah throws like a girl or what i get i 1000 percent get it um and and it, the, we could say the same thing for some men we didn't because jim and i just did a podcast on the same topic of um what 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 do we think the limits are in powerlifting, right? Like, yeah. no one thought mm-hmm. a thousand pound deadlift would be whatever mm-hmm. possible, and then it is. And then that's what Jim was speaking to, uh, whatever three years ago. Someone hit the first raw, or, or a lady hit the first raw six hundred pound squat. Mm-hmm. It's like these numbers mm-hmm. are astronomical. But what we do have to agree on, or I would like us to agree on, is there there is physiological uh, differences in the male and female and what we're capable of athletically. So right, he, yeah, exactly. So here's another question: Why is not compete somewhere else? And I don't know the other federations' rules either. Um, uh, I, so, I I don't think that so, the, I mean because it's I think it's pretty clear that in the untested federations there's a higher percentage of people who are using stuff. Yeah, either and there, you don't have, hormones. You don't have to talk about therapeutic exemptions because there's no rule against it. That's true. But you then know? but then we do have a billion other sports that. Yeah, but powerlifting is like one of the least important sports that's, in, ter- in terms of the world. That's what I, I mean, think I have the issue with this whole conversation is like, is like I, 
and not that it should matter, but when like um, money's on the line or or other things are on the line, I I guess I understand really digging so into the Jim, words. Go ahead. My question to Jim is, what makes you say that it's less important? Powerlifting. Uh, cause it's, yeah. it, cause it's a hobby and there's like, we joke about this, but we're serious about it too. Yeah. There's a million federations. There's no like rule book. There's no, like, there's no standard. There's wraps, no wraps, this barbell, that yeah, barbell, this state record. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we mean. It's and, and way a lot of flavors of powerlifting yeah. and everybody wants to think that their flavor is the yeah. most Everyone's a world record and... holder. Some people are on steroids. Some aren't. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like we joke, but we don't like, it's just such a messy sport. There's no, there's no money in it. Yeah. There's no fame. No. In it. Yeah. There's, <laughs> a, there's no hate in what I'm saying. No, here. no, no. I yeah. think it's, yeah. it, it's just that like, why make this no, so important? Is important. Right, right, right. So I think so. It's not so. Again, for me, this again, this is this is really coming down to like gender and having that conversation out away from powerlifting. Yeah, needs to happen because yeah, I totally agree. Like this, if we understood gender and yeah, like Mikey, you were saying, like I get it. Like my hips are not the same. Uh, hips as Mike's hips, yeah. like obviously, yeah. right? Like my arms, though, are. I have birthing ones, and you don't, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Childbearing I, my, hips. My my uh, my physical therapist actually said that I have boy hips, and I was just like, "Let's sit down and talk about what you mean." Anyway, and even um, what you mean, like what you can say as a doctor. What, <laughs> yeah, what's professional right. here? I know. I I felt like I was being the professional in the room. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so I I kind of see where, you know, your thought is, uh, Jim, as far as the question, like, why not go somewhere else? That's the thing. That's the, that's the, that's been the topic of the past of like, okay, go somewhere else. Like, if you don't like it, okay, I understand for me, like, there's a lot of violence right now happening in USAPL. There's a lot of harm, a ton of harassment. Um, There's, but then I, honestly feel like it's kind of a good thing that people can see that and people can recognize how harmful uh, people in the USAPL um, are. And it is a very right uh, wing organization. And so it has just completely just infiltrated everything. So I think people are now seeing how nuts it can be, but also they are taking the steps to really like be like, oh shit, like, you know, JC followed and abide by the policy. She literally did everything and more to try and find a, like, you know, a spot in USAPL. It was, it was just, it was, it wasn't just the way they handled it all after she put in her TUI application. Um, yeah. And I think so, that's, that's, again, that's like a whole different topic. I think that any, logical person can agree with if jc tr- mm-hmm. went went through steps a through c and mm-hmm. it, it, and then the usapl is weird and about they it move the goalposts. Th- yeah yeah you move the goalposts wrong mm-hmm. um yeah and, and and that's a different conversation i think we are gonna uh, eventually try to contact jc maybe through you and, and, and chat with her but yeah. um i think uh for you i'm gonna ask you what mm-hmm. besides that and and i think if that is the case which i don't know again because i don't know much um let's say it is uh jc fit rules you know one through 10 and the USAPL yeah. was still uh rejected her competing in, in whatever competition let alone nationals or something legitimate uh mm-hmm. what what so there's not an issue necessarily with the rule book of the USAPL it's the 
the implementation? Yeah, of the rulebook? Is that the biggest issue right now, do you think? I think I think there needs to be clarification. I believe that the people that are writing these policies are not informed. I believe that a lot of this comes from fear. And if I'm honest, like most of the things that have come out in their policies or updates are kind of whack. So um, I've talked to, you know, most people who give a shit, like, have talked to doctors. And, I mean, I've talked to people that are in the executive committee that are like, this is fucked up. Like, th- that have literally admitted how it's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And it's only helping those that are, you know, cis and heteronormative lives uh, first. But anyway, I think that it's very biased. And again, if we had people that were creating these policies that were more um, influential in our our modern society right now, there would be no question of go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. There Got would it. be... There, yeah. So you, you and yeah. JC are potentially okay with the rules. It's just mostly the implementation of the policy. The policy that speaks on transgender... Yeah, competing uh, in the U.S. appeal. competing. Yeah, because my, my bigger conversation in my head is just that there's, uh, again, 100 take away my personal lens of, because powerlifting or otherwise, like, if there's going to be no harm, I could care less who competes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I think everybody should compete if there's no harm on either party uh, from my personal, like, social side. But the physiological side, like the science, Mike, which has no science because you dropped out of college, but hypothetically, <laughs> uh, the science, Mike, I'm, I'm interested in these things. And what I was trying to dig into earlier is it's impossible, but let's hypothetically say uh, we could take um, the best genes from the most athletic male to ever walk the planet, uh, LeBron James, making mm. this up. And then we could find the deviation from him from the least athletic human uh, male, born male, that's ever walked the planet, Mike Farr or whatever, right? And so we compare this, the, the standard deviation or some fancy word I learned 10 years ago, and we see what the difference is between me and LeBron James. Uh-huh. If we could do that um, between born ladies, and then we could do it in the trans community, and then we could start to get some of these numbers, right, that, or, or, or the steroid community, whoever's, whoever's using a bunch of steroids, and see where that uh, takes you athletically. I would probably, uh, I think everyone's eyes would really be open and what's the, just the, um, not only genetically what you're born with based on uh, where you're born, why, what do Kenyans win all the marathons? Yeah, there's, it's genetics. There's a lot of, right? ge- so, there's a lot of genetics. It, and there, I mean, to, to rip it all apart for just a second here, there are women who are very, very naturally strong. And there were men who were very, very naturally weak. Yeah, and mentally and physically. And mentally and physically. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and I think that maybe I don't know. Maybe the the uh, the Olympic committee's rules are more of an acknowledgement of that. Yeah, and they maybe an acknowledgement of the fact that it's always going to be a really small percentage that we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not mm-hmm. enough to have this much of a hassle. I agree. Over. I do agree. And, and, yeah. and my issue against science hat on is that uh, the other one is that hormones are the only thing being looked at where we have like tendons, ligament strength and yeah. elasticity, muscle fiber types, uh, muscle fibers in general. I think how many muscle fibers you're born with is going to play the biggest role. And again, you compare me to LeBron James and they're, I'm like we're talking about hips earlier. There are hip differences. Oh, everything yeah, yeah. between yeah. between humans, not just between men and women, but between between yeah. humans. No, yeah, that's what I'm talking. You can about. get yeah. you can yeah. get some people are just born to be able to squat deep and have it not be a problem. Other yeah. people, it's a huge challenge because mm-hmm. of the way their hips insert. And Herschel Walker supposedly only did push-ups. I've been bench pressing for ten years, and the guy's way more jacked than me. There you go. <laughs> that's not fair. 
<laughs> but point but being, yeah, like, yeah, is there's yeah. just differences to be. Um, and uh, like Jim said, like the, the percentage is so small. Um, but if the Olympics can uphold yeah, their we agree. own rules, why cannot it, right? Yeah, well, so, but the same could be said for the drug testing in the USAPL uh, and CrossFit and stuff, where, where I think they both claim water rules, yet they do either independent or find an independent lab to do all their testing, which... Yeah, yeah and is, then even then it's favored. So yeah, there's always politics, um, and I, I've spoken yeah. about it uh, privately and probably publicly, and maybe maybe CrossFit will come after us for this one. Come on, come on, buddy, sue me. Come uh, at me. <laughs> but like, uh, like, there's no way they're gonna. It just makes no sense. The NBA is not gonna pop LeBron James for steroids if no. he's on them. Like they're just gonna no. lose money. Like, but so so if we so if we all agree that it makes no sense, what else could it be, right? It then goes beyond this, beyond the sport. It goes into a human issue, it which is sexism, homophobia, transphobia, and not enough people are talking about that because literally we could. There are tons of other podcasts. There are tons of other articles. None that these people should be listening to. They should only be (laughs) subscribed to this one. But I understand that the majority of your sort of like audience probably is just, you know, male. 25 year old dudes eating Doritos. Yeah. And so maybe no one's going to listen. But I really hope that if they've made it this far, that they've realized like, hey, like this isn't necessarily like uh, what's fair. It's it's yeah, it has everything to do with equity. But if we are not holding people accountable on their own rules and they just decide, hey, I don't like this trans woman because I'm intimidated because I'm an insecure little pussy. Like, I just feel like there needs to be more work than powerlifting right yeah, like this yeah. is a bigger issue and, and i'm all 1000% uh, on that i'm taking my science hat off now uh and i do think it's interesting because again me and jim have joked for whatever all nine years we've known each other about how powerlifting sucks because it's like it just is like non-regulated you know it's different why in, do we do this uh you know <laughs> it's but a like, really good question yeah that too no one's paying me for this yeah i'm a lot of pain no health care no no doctors on my team um <laughs> But yeah, a lot of these things are are um, maybe not like private companies, but they're run by very few. And I know the USAPL in the past. Um, thank goodness I only competed there a couple times because they can't really like kick me out of nationals. I don't want to go to nationals. <laughs> but they uh, a lot of people have issues with where their money goes and how the IPF is run and how the USAPL is run with their mm-hmm. funds. Um, they're pulling in a lot of freaking money at nationals all the time. Yet they're oh, yeah. barely paying and judges. Then- Coaches have to pay their own way, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so and then money will go to court now. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, there's obviously there's obviously <laughs> issues with any big um, governing body that's run by one or two people that maybe the the association or whatever doesn't necessarily agree with or or that doesn't have a, a, a they got a door instead of a window we can't see into what's happening. If I were to take like everything out of this and just in terms of dealing with the crisis comms that they must have been dealing with this whole time, like I just don't understand why make it a big deal because if you if you just accepted the same uh rules as ioc yeah that that seems like a no-brainer to me then keep going going. finish your sentence (laughs) then there might be a small vocal contingent of people who cried out that it was unfair but But it would not but it would not be like uh, all of the articles that i pulled up when i googled this it just wouldn't be a thing it's it's negative from that perspective um I don't know. In terms of, I'm I can't make qualitative decisions about about you know what people's thought processes are just from 
from looking at it, but it just seems like it was ill-considered to make this such a big deal uh, mm-hmm. at this point. And, and I guess it's such a small number of people ever, probably. And no one would lose their awards. No one would lose their... Yeah, your mom is still going to cook you a dessert and take you to pizza after you deadlift 500 pounds, Timmy. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I do agree. I, I do think that's like not socially. This is a much bigger conversation and probably mm-hmm. a lot of work to do. Um, but in terms of the USAPL, it seems pretty simple to me. Like you follow the, the IOC rules and mm-hmm. rules are, yeah. are, are written to be black and white. That's what rules are. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about intent. They don't talk about individuals. They, they... And tell me, which thing is more prestigious in the course of an athletic career? An Olympic medal or an Olympic <laughs> record or anything that you can get from powerlifting. Sadly, at the end of the day, it's all sport. No one really cares. Like, I can't name who won a gold medal in friggin' England or London, whatever. It was. No, you know, like, it's great for yourself and great for accomplishments. And that's probably the only redeeming factor of this silly sport of powerlifting is that it is a personal journey. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who won nationals in 2015. Wow. Yeah. Probably the person who won doesn't know either, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. But <laughs> they're probably not even powerlifting. And I, I, I'm, be, I'm sounding and very dis- probably did steroids. <laughs> Likely. <laughs> Potentially. I, I'm being very dismissive about. <laughs> about uh, about powerlifting, but I think uh, to have this no, much of okay. a fuss about about this thing means that you're blowing it all out of proportion. You're throwing blowing the the sport out of proportion. Let me just shift. Really, go go ahead, and then I, I have another question. I was just about to you. just add real fast. Um, I would just really urge people then, like I yeah, absolutely, Jim. I would just urge people then to ask Larry, email Larry, and see what he has to say because of the things I've read. He is not budging, and it's really unfortunate because I think that's where we're at a roadblock, and he has a lot of work to do, and I would love to have a conversation with him, and I would love to be paid to educate him. Yeah, that was my next con- <laughs> my next question for you, um, since you are... Um you know, one of the leaders in this thing, like what's next? Like what's like, obviously it sounds like nothing's changed. I know they were, they were banning t-shirts and things like that, uh, at nationals. Um, and it seemed like nothing happened, uh, changed in opinion or, or policy. So like what's next do you think is, is, is it, because uh, be, because um, well, it's not I... the American, you know, government, we can't like, you know, impeach somebody or we can't, you know, get signatures and just try to do this thing. So... Uh, well, actually, we can like all of the people that are in the executive committee. Um, I believe I don't know if it's all at the same time, but people get voted in. So, like, for example, my state chair gets voted in unless no one runs against her kind of thing. So in a way, it is a government. And gotcha. so um, so we do have to elect people. So Larry has been the president since. I mean, day one. So I would love someone to run uh, that is well informed on the science and, you know, the politics around our, our our landscape that have to do with uh, gender and sex. So, yeah, hopefully someone because I was even thinking about, you know, before this whole thing got pretty out of hand, I was thinking about maybe being someone that could be in the executive committee. But um, yeah, because if you look online, they're all white men. Like, and the people that aren't get celebrated. Oh, yeah, we have one black woman. And so that itself is tokenism. And so we have to really make sure that representation is involved in this as well. And it's not. And so if all white men are making uh, these policies, it really reflects our government right now. And how dangerous is that? Yeah, I think um, it's a good time for all this to happen just because of 
Yeah. Po- powerlifting's it wasn't popular five years ago. You know, uh, I used to look at uh, when I joined, you couldn't do a USAPL meet in all of California. <laughs> they weren't even out here uh, in 2012. Mm-hmm. There was like well, one in LA. There, there ha- they had been, and then the yeah, the, when they were single ply. Uh, when it was yeah, yeah single yeah. ply, and the the one guy who was who was the state chair and who basically set up all the meets retired from powerlifting period yeah we're, we're now though and almost any city you live in across the nation you can find a usapl meet within yeah. like six yeah. weeks yeah. uh yeah. you know mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the uh the participation yeah, yeah the participation has grown and i think it's grown by um a younger generation um mm-hmm. which is probably better for change in my opinion sorry old folks mm-hmm. uh, a lot of old folks out there are just stuck Not in their sorry. ways <laughs> uh and and that's why um maybe maybe there is someone uh, of this generation that's been around you know uh that that can step step up and, and want to Take some of those roles yeah. on. Uh, so we'll, I Absolutely. guess we'll see. How often do they uh, choose chairs? In I think it's, I believe, oh, I want to say four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, it might be different uh, with every, it, that doesn't sound right. Maybe, I think it's every two years, it's two or four. Um, and so, yeah, people like my state chair, uh, she, I think her term is done next year. So, um, yeah. So my question is this, um, how do you manage your, like, you know, thoughts, emotions, actions Mm -hmm. around being an ally, just generically, not necessarily just this topic, but I mean, that's, that's how you're positioned here very much as an ally on this particular issue. Like, how do you, how do you think, does it keep you awake at night? How do you? How do you organize oh. your thoughts around it? What, how, do, how does that all happen? Okay, so I am, uh, I think I'm a pretty passionate person. And um, I, I'm also an empath. And so that's why I'm pretty good with social work. Uh, anyway, I, I felt a lot of, I felt a lot of pain. You know, I felt because first, I mean, being a queer Latina in a sport that doesn't want me there, that has already these ideas of where I should be, uh, is, you know, because in Tacoma, there's really no Hispanic lifters. And so I'm Mm -hmm. in a pretty predominantly white space. And so I think for me being an ally, I have no choice. And JC said it before, right? Like we're kind of forced into this position of being some sort of activist it, because no one else is going to show up for us. So we have to vouch for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, it doesn't keep me up at night. I take edibles because I am so <laughs> anxious and stressed all the time and I need my sleep. Um, but all jokes aside, I think for a minute, uh, fear her fight was attacked. Going back to your comment, Mike, about how, how our shirts were banned. Um, uh, USAPL threw out this ban on Fear Her Fight indefinitely um, because uh, we apparently are too inclusive and we go against their rules completely. And so by them, you know, making a, a political statement, you know, is kind of ironic because they were saying, like, no political statements on the platform, but yet they let, you know... Uh, Uh, shirts on the platform that say, uh, you know, that have to do with Jesus and Blue Lives Matter, of course, because that's their own uh, preference. And so anything that goes against their likes and their comfortability is, you know, banned, which is all Fear Her Fight 
talks about, you know, we always want to make sure that there's space for people. Um, so, uh, the way I carry myself, I don't know. I just, I think I speak my truth from my own narrative, right. Of being a woman in the strength space. And so with the years in the career and the experience I've had around training all types of people, um, I know where I stand. And so I'm not afraid to talk about it. That's fair. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Um, and, and thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to us. I think you opened up a lot of questions, uh, a lot of potential <laughs> guests, uh, because I, I do think this is such a big topic uh, that we want to attack it from, from multiple angles. Um, yeah. And, and kind of see. And obviously what's happening with the USAPL, um, from the knowledge I have, just kind of flat out seems wrong. I don't. It doesn't really seem... The conversation, I think, big picture, being competitive and sports and physiology all these things are a little muddy um but what's <laughs> happening with the UC- usapl pretty much seems to me a little more black and white of the situation um yeah. which is uh something hopefully that this podcast and you and all your hard work and all your friends um but hopefully we can just at least very least raise some questions out there and see uh, yeah. what can come of it and please like if if there's any way i can help with these questions like later on like if you want to email me like please i'd be happy to because i know that a lot of transgender athletes right now are fucking exhausted yeah i'm tired too but i would rather have it be me um and have you know give you sources and you know give you information and link you to podcasts that would that would better suit your sort of like process in unlearning certain things so mike said something about a meet that you're involved in organizing well yeah so after not after but during this whole thing uh we were inspired to create a meet and so fear for fight does a summit every year during the summertime fall time and yeah we're gonna have that 2020 um maybe like august or september but even before then in portland um, we're having a meet uh, February 28th. It's going to be on a Saturday, and it's going to be a charity event. And it's going to be a meet where all, all identities can come. So if you want to identify as a female, male, or non-binary fluid uh, athlete, you can absolutely do that. And so it's going to be really fun. There's going to be tons of prizes. And uh, obviously, you can place. And we're, we're going to uh, lift on a deadlift bar. So that's always a funner. Um, <laughs> where, where can people get more info if they want to get involved? Uh, like your company's Instagram or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Fear Her Fight Athletics on Instagram. Um, and then uh, on Facebook for sure. But on our website, we'll update um, that as uh, the holidays pass by. Um, and then there will be scholarship options as well, because I know powerlifting can already be pretty expensive, um, and especially if you're flying out too. Um, but yeah, it's going to be at Prism Fit, which is in Portland, and it's ran by Ashley, who is also a bi woman, um, and she has a very queer-friendly space. So we want to make sure that people know about it and that they attend and support. Perfect. Uh, where can people find you, whether that be social media, your website, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Maria Lifts Tacoma on Instagram and uh, Facebook really is the only things I use. And then if you would like to email me, uh, my email is Maria, M-A-R-I-A, at TacomaStrength.com. Excellent. Thanks so much for being on with us. This is obviously uh, a huge issue. <laughs> <laughs> to to try to tackle in the course of a one podcast episode, but uh, uh, it was really great to have you on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. 
I am Silent Mike, 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter. Follow the show, uh, subscribe. Ratings and review really do help us out, so I'd, I'd highly appreciate it. Yeah, I am at the Jim McD on all the social medias, and you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. 50% facts, where percent is the word. And we'll talk to you next week.